How strong will technology stocks finish 2020? Three signs point toward possible weakness. The Nasdaq has suffered a challenging couple of weeks, followed by a decent relief rally, some analysts think the worst of the correction is over. In fact, some argue the recent increase in corporate mergers may be a sign the stock market is still too cheap. But are stocks too cheap? Not likely, I think the recent cash raise at Tesla and the even more recent Nvidia announcement, a proposed cash, stock, and future earnings deal to buy ARM from SoftBank, are not signs of strength in the market. Rather they could be recognition companies recognize the wild overvaluation of their own stock. Leadership at these companies are smartly leveraging inflated valuations to further strengthen balance sheets with cash and assets before stock prices return back to earth. Strengthening balance sheets in the current euphoric environment makes a lot of sense. The recent and sudden, sharp drop in large-cap tech stocks might finally be a sign that three major hurdles for the stock market are finally coming into focus. In this article I will try to clarify three points of possible future market weakness by discussing the unprecedented rise of risky trading strategies, how mask-wearing and social distancing could remain the new normal until the end of 2021, why we may soon see bankruptcy rates rivaling the Great Recession, the rise in risky trading strategies. YouTube has evolved into a tremendous resource for the do-it-yourselfer. Whether you need to program an Excel spreadsheet, edit video, or learn how to cook a new meal, there's an expert online who can help you for free. However, I'm seeing a concerning rise in the number of options traders and day traders tailoring do-it-yourself advice to the rapidly growing number of new and first-time investors. I'm not trying to criticize YouTubers trying to make an honest buck. If there's a market for options trading or day trading videos, then God bless. However, it's clear the rise in popularity in these kinds of trading tutorials also have a direct correlation to beginner and novice options and stock trading activity. Last week, I talked about the options trading strategy of SoftBank, which may partially be responsible for artificially pushing large-cap stocks to incredible valuations. It turns out novice investors are also dabbling in options markets. According to Gregory Zuckerman, retail investors are shifting from stocks to potentially more risky options trading. The volume of stock options trading now exceeds trading in the underlying stocks. According to Zuckerman, it may be the combination of unprecedented options trading in large-cap tech, combined with investors trading momentum, and dealers trading to hedge themselves that is at least partially responsible for the incredible run-up in large-cap technology stocks. Naturally, if this trading behavior continues for some time into the future, it could help push stocks even higher. However, we now have record numbers of novice investors, first-time day traders, and options trading volume at completely unprecedented levels. If growth in options and day trading slows, or if investors suddenly lose their stomach for higher levels of risk due to further sharp market downturns, we could see selling encourage even more selling. The new normal. Last week, Dr. Fauci publicly disagreed with Donald Trump saying Trump's comments about downplaying the risk of the pandemic to avoid causing a panic, was not a good idea and a return to normal will take time. According to Dr. Fauci, he believes the need to social distance and wear masks is likely to continue well into 2021, and even as late as the end of 2021. Last week the markets dropped when AstraZeneca announced a short halt to their Phase 3 vaccine study, then popped when AstraZeneca announced a restarting of the study early this week. Based on these knee-jerk stock price movements, 
it's clear most investors still don't completely understand how long it will take for a vaccine to bring the pandemic under control. Perhaps some people still believe being vaccinated will provide immunity to the virus. Unfortunately, in many cases, this will not happen. Dr. Fauci hopes new vaccines will have effectiveness approaching 75%. There is no way to know how effective the vaccines will be until they have been distributed widely to the general population. However, if they turn out to be less effective than 75%, it will require an even larger number of people to be vaccinated in order to permanently curb infection rates. Unfortunately, needing to vaccinate even more people might turn out to be a significant problem. Even if a vaccine were ready for distribution today, a full two-thirds of Americans wouldn't take it. Many Americans claim they will never accept vaccination because they think the virus is fake, or they are anti-vaccine, or they think the pandemic is some sort of money-making conspiracy theory. In addition, a rapidly growing group of Americans don't want to take the vaccine because they don't want to be a guinea pig for pharmaceutical companies, or due to distrust of the Trump administration's Warp Speed program. Producing the volume of the vaccine required to get the pandemic under control will be a manufacturing feat in itself, and moving it around the globe will be a distribution nightmare. It turns out the first two vaccines expected to come to market will require dry ice for shipping. This requirement alone will be an expensive, time-consuming impediment to vaccinating the world. Even if the developed world can get the virus under control, there is also the developing world to think about. For the world to get back to normal, we also must consider the time and cost of vaccinating Africa, India, Southeast Asia, and South America. Africa has its own anti-vaccine movements and so do a lot of other countries. Vaccination in the developing world will be its own challenge. Yet without worldwide control of the virus, how can the world safely return to pre-pandemic levels of travel? Without a return to pre-pandemic worldwide travel, how can the economy fully recover? Rising bankruptcies. Economists continue to warn there is substantial rot in the real world economy. Unemployment rates remain very high and are forecast to remain high presumably until there is some sort of resolution to the pandemic. Without an effective vaccine, hot spots will continue to flare up, meaning much of the service, travel, and hospitality industry will not be able to return to pre-pandemic levels. Many millions of people may not be able to get back to work for many months yet to come. Governments around the world seem less and less likely to approve more stimulus into economies. There has been a substantial economic bounce from the bottom, only a few months ago. It is entirely possible lawmakers want to wait and see what happens to the economy before committing even more stimulus money. Yet many analysts now warn we may see considerable downside pressure in the stock market if a new stimulus package fails to be approved in short order. Due to the various stimulus packages, including delaying mortgage payments, and a slowdown in bankruptcy court cases due to the pandemic, we haven't really seen as much of a rise in bankruptcy cases as one might expect in such a serious economic downturn. However, this trend could be changing soon. Historically, bankruptcy filings, 90-day mortgage delinquency, and the unemployment rate correlate closely. Although a few months out of date, see graphic above, with unemployment rates projected to remain at 2008 recession levels for some time, it's not hard to imagine how high bankruptcy and mortgage delinquency rates could rise in the very near future. Final thoughts. Of course, 
there's no way to know for sure how technology stocks will finish the year in 2020, but there are a lot of headwinds making higher prices look increasingly more difficult. On the one hand, if Congress somehow manages to agree on a new stimulus package before the end of the year, I think it's reasonable for investors to believe prices can continue higher. However, with a Congress still deeply divided over a new stimulus package, the unprecedented upward pressure created by extreme levels of options and momentum trading, the likelihood of the pandemic coming under control anytime soon looking unlikely, and bankruptcies and mortgage defaults likely to rise sharply in the near future to great recession levels. Investors should stay alert to continued downward pressure on technology stocks for at least the remainder of 2020 and likely well into 2021. If this article was helpful for you, please pass it on to someone you care about. Disclosure, I hold approximately 98% cash as I publish this article. Please seek professional advice before making any investment decisions.